welcome millions, perhaps billions, of faithful podcast listeners. We are your hosts, Jason Kimber and Dave Simmons. We'll bring you along with us as we share life stories from our experiences living in small towns, or in Jason's case, an unincorporated community. That's true. Along with genius suggestions for solving the world's problems and a whole lot of laughs. This is the Small Towns Podcast. All right. Well, we are back. Episode two. Dave, can you believe we're two episodes into this? We're going to get right into the heart of some of this stuff. You and I basically gave a little bit of introduction about ourselves again. I'm Dave Simmons, joined by my good buddy, Jason Kimber. So we're not going to get into too much about our our history. Yeah, I think we'll kind of just pepper that in as we uh, go. But uh, there's a lot going on in our lives right now. Well, there sure is. We've kind of both taken a real change in life living situations yeah it's like mother may i take one large giant step forward boom yeah uh both of us have recently become dog owners Mm. i don't know about you jason but i grew up in a home with no pets although i do have some kind of funny things i've read back in the day where my you know you'd have questionnaires as a little kid and you'd Mm -hmm. write down what's your favorite color blue and you know one of them says do you have a pet and mine has written on there no but i have two sisters I'm sure Amy and Heidi yeah, uh, they love it. appreciate that yeah. shout out there. So, I mean, the, the extent that we had of having a pet in my home growing up, my parents brought home a dog one time. You know, right now you think, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. We were scared to death of that dog. <laughs> in my head, I have it as this mangy, mean thing. My mom and dad to this day will claim that it was a cute little dog. But the thing was latched in our backyard. And none of us dared go out and play with it. We were too scared of it. So it lasted a day. In my mind, I'm picturing like a huge, like St. Bernard. Me like too. Great Dane that's like twice your size. In my head, it was Tramp from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> it was kind of mangy and it was a scary dog. Just looking for trouble. Yeah, just looking for trouble. And he was going to rip your arm off if you went out there. So you stayed away from it. Yeah, fair enough. I would too. But yeah, recently, Jason and I both have gotten pets for our homes. And Jason, anybody that knows me when they heard I had a dog, it was a shock to him. That was not, in my mind, something I was ever going to do. But even more than that, I never thought that you guys would get a dog. No, not in a million I mean, Heather's years. allergic to him. She's allergic to everything. And, and those people who know us well, it probably wasn't the best time to get a dog because we've got a pandemic going on. Yeah, dang that pandemic. Exactly. Crazy, you know, wildfires and floods and all that type of stuff. So the fact that the Kimbers, mainly Heather, got a dog, it's like the end of the world. I mean, has anybody checked the temperature in hell lately? Oh, it's it's warm. <laughs> you, 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 you Check want... again. It's frozen over. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Our dog's name is Albus. Mm. Albus Dumbledog. <laughs> he, is, he is the greatest little dude. People say that people are weird that have dogs. Well, you are once you get a dog. I'm telling you, that dog loves me more than any of the kids love me. I'm sure of it. Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, and there's nothing better than coming home and your dog is just so excited to yeah. see you. So our dog, Dave, I got a question for you because our dog is Max. Right. And I love him. But our dog is Max. I mean, just Max. So when you... There's other Maxes out there. You gotta be Max Kimber. Well, I mean, maybe, but Albus Dumbledog. So it's like a full That's name. That's his I... middle name, I guess. Oh. Max Dumbledog. Oh. Max Dumbledog Simmons. Okay. You gotta have a first and last name with a dog because there's other Maxes out there. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. I've never thought of it. But listen, I'm not going to judge you. If you want to have Albus Dumbledog Simmons, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be but, the first of many. True. But unfortunately, Albus, when people talk about Albus and, and my family, they're not thinking of the headmaster. <laughs> they're, they're thinking of the dog. Sure. Fair enough. You know, and so if somebody says Max when they're talking to you, we know it's Max Kimber. Yeah. But what, what, if you, what if somebody else is telling a story about Max? You better say Kimber so they know it's, oh, that's Jason's dog, Max Kimber. 
Look, I'm telling you, Jason, my neighborhood growing up, there were dogs everywhere. And I was scared to death of all of them. <laughs> Especially Chuck Singleton. Chuck Singleton, now, he looked like the dogs in Where the Word Red Fern Girls. So, I, I'm sorry, I just need to clarify. So, Chuck Singleton is a dog. It's a dog. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. And if I said Chuck Singleton to anybody in my neighborhood growing up, they would know Chuck Singleton's a dog. Big brown. And that dog usually was in their backyard, but he'd get out. And when Chuck Singleton was out, we were in. <laughs> Chuck Singleton was in our garage, and it was a, and I'm getting out of there. Close the door. Phone calls ring. Hey, Chuck Singleton is out. We're all going to be in for a little while. Don't call me. I can't come over. Chuck Singleton's out. I see that you've kind of got like this, like a like a call tree. Yeah, it is. It's like Dave calls Dave Webb. <laughs> Dave calls Webb. Webb calls Styles. I mean, you just go on. And although Styles had Bridget Styles, and Bridget was much nicer. I think it was a big, a big golden retriever. If I'm oh. not mistaken. Secretly, I was kind of scared of Bridget too. Fair enough. Well, the secret's out. Dave Webb had Maggie Webb and that dog scared me for the first little while as well. And Maggie was a Cocker Spaniel, maybe? <laughs> little. I mean, little. Oops. Still scared me. I, I was not a dog guy. I did babysit Mickey Brenchley when they went on, <laughs> on, uh, vacations. Um, what so kind, I gotta know what kind, do you know what kind of dog Mickey Yeah, Brenchley she was? was a cockapoo. Oh, cute little thing. Were you scared of her? She barked a lot, but I wasn't <laughs> scared of her. I, I, I mean, I, I, I was getting old enough, probably 12, 13, where I was okay with Nikki Branchley. But there were some other big dogs in the neighborhood. I remember one night, first of all, my sisters and I, until the basement was finished, we shared a bedroom. And mm-hmm. I could have only been, I want to say five or six. So Heidi would have been, you know, three or four and Amy would have been seven or eight. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in, in this bedroom and my parents used to make us go to bed at 7 p.m. It was it's like every yeah, night. It was light outside oh, in the summertime. Gosh. I remember laying there thinking, my friends, I hear, but we were in bed. Were you horrible kids? I mean, because Mark and Jan seemed like no, reasonable I was, people. I was, yeah, I was a model child. Just keep wondering why my kids aren't more like I was. But my parents, you know, at the time you're thinking, this seems like some sort of abuse. But now as a father, I'm like, they were genius. No, they, yeah, that's a good point. Why do you not want your kids? Mm-hmm. Just kind of out of the way at about seven. <laughs> So mom and dad can throw some cards or, <laughs> or something. So, yeah, or lock the bedroom door. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how it works. So we're sitting in our bedroom and we're looking out this big window and Heidi goes, so we're looking across the way at Panda Tidwell. Panda Tidwell <laughs> in a cage and Panda is a sheepdog. I mean, big, pretty oh, good big sized dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. Panda is just in milling around in the cage and catches our eye because he, she, I don't know if Panda's a boy or girl, but he's wandering around in the thing and and Heidi goes, can Panda get out? And Amy and I are like, no, Panda can never get out. And I swear to you, Jason, Panda at that moment goes up on his hind here, her, his hind legs and pushes the gate and off Panda goes into the night. Really? Yeah. Loose. Gone. Wild. Well, I, we, good thing we were in. <laughs> they could have thinking that your parents had you in bed at 7 p.m. Yeah, because Panda was out and wandering the streets. Panda's out. Simmons kids in. In. I don't know what it was about dogs in my neighborhood trying to escape. Newbie Toon tried to escape. And poor Newbie. Well, this is, I don't know if this is true. I think it's true. But Newbie tried to jump the fence and. Oh. Yeah. It, what do you mean? Oh. Yeah. Newbie didn't, make, didn't make it? No. Newbie Toon's in doggy heaven because of the attempted escape from Toon Alcatraz, apparently. Well, I don't want to sound heartless. I don't want PETA calling me, but, no, but that might be on Newbie. It, <laughs> just couldn't quite get high enough. <laughs> exactly. Jump a little higher, I mean, Newbie. Yeah, at a certain point. Come on, Newbie. You're going to have... Like my son just recently. I think I can throw a rock over our fence. There's a huge hole in my fence right now <laughs> because Ollie thought he could throw the rock over the fence. Buddy, you don't have that kind of arm yet. And don't throw a rock that's five pounds. You can't throw that far. Uh, listen, I don't mean to interrupt you with a tangent because I want to keep getting back to these animals, but there's going to be a whole podcast dedicated to sports 
And, you know, there's not a chance I could throw a rock over a fence even now. Well, I actually could, Dave Coach. We can figure that out. We can figure that out. Mm -hmm. Jason, did you grow up with a pet? I did, actually. And it's so interesting. Before I jump into a pet story, you have kind of actually opened my eyes to this concept of pets having last names. Mm -hmm. Because, again, Grouse Creek's not a big place. You know, I mean, I knew whose dog was whose. And for sure, I'm with you. Like, um, Chuck Singleton, to kind of follow your lead, Dave, if Chuck Singleton was out... You were in? Right. Well, if I was walking down in front of uh, Patch's Omen's place, yeah. it was either Patch's or Patch. I'm going to have well, to ask. they had two uh, Patches. Hard to walk around with two Patches, though. <laughs> he had a little cane. Yeah, I was going to go able to. I think it was Patches. So if Patch's Omen was out, I mean, it would just. There were those dogs. I'll tell you what. I mean, I think she was probably like a lovely dog. Just kind of a small dog. Um, and I love the Omens. I mean, I've never met an Omen I didn't like. But Patches. Was he big? No, he was just, he was kind of like a. I don't really know my dog breeds that well. Uh, I'm going to say a medium dog. Okay. Small to medium. Okay. But ferocious. Cotton butters would come after <laughs> you. Cotton butters would come after you on your bike, and cotton was this tiny little cotton ball. <laughs> yeah. But ferocious. But ferocious. Like, if I'm riding my bike in front of Patch's Omen place. You better go fast. Oh, real fast, because he was real fast as well. He just kind of nippy at the, at the heel. Yeah. So I was scared of Patch's, but I did have... You know, I had a lot of animals. Uh, you would think growing up in a place like Grouse Creek that I would just be kind of like a, you know. Menagerie. Except, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Just animals. Like if I could whistle, like maybe like a bird, kind of like Snow White would land on my shoulder or something like that. Well, it's how I picture you, by the way. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, particularly from the side. Um, but my mom just absolutely, she had a zero tolerance policy. No animals in the house whatsoever. I mean, we had dogs outside. We had cats outside. Occasionally had a chicken or two. Um, when you say occasionally had a chicken, is it come dinner time? You only had two. You only had one instead of two. It's not a bad point, but I mean, chickens, we never put them in a cage. They just ran loose. So Cage-free kind of, farm fresh. You know, we were ahead of our time, and our chickens were like promiscuous, going from hen house to hen house. <laughs> Dirty but, little chickens. Yeah, I tell you what, I digress. But it is important. I mean, as soon as you started talking about Chuck Singleton and Nikki Branchley, I, I started thinking of you know, my animals. Mom said no animals in the house. So my job, of course, would be to sneak those animals in as often as I could. Sure. I remember one time I snuck in our big old black lab, given name, Christian given name of Cinders. Cinders uh, Kimber. Cinders Kimber. It's going to be so weird. I'm still getting used to that. But we nicknamed her Eldon, my uncle. Of course, we talked to him last time. He nicknamed Cinders Killer because she was just, I mean, it was very ironic, but just a big, lovable lab. It wasn't a killer. No, it was not a killer. I mean, she was just, oh. Just Cinders. Best dog. Kinder. Cinders Killer Kimber. Yeah, that's a Doesn't mouthful. really roll, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, so a lot of times I'm just going to refer to her as Cinders. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Cinders was just a gem. I snuck her in the house one time, and I was just a little guy, big dog, right during dinner. And I tell you what, Cinders got a whiff of that. I don't whatever delicious, delectable. Leg of ham. Yeah, oh, God. Leg of lamb. She bolted for the kitchen. Oh, man. And, and mom was not pleased with me. But that's really the end of that story. But one time, I would always be sneaking cats in. I love them. There's nothing better. Dave, picture this, if you will, with me. Saturday morning, you're watching the cartoons. Richie Rich? That was on NBC. We didn't get Channel 2. So <laughs> we were, we were uh, at the time, we were... A Smurf to... family. It's yes. pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't get the Smurfs. Whatever you don't get CBS and, and ABC had is what we could watch. Got it. Bugs Bunny, I was a big fan. And so I'd always like sneak a little kitten in. Nothing better than watching a Saturday morning cartoons and nothing but your underoos covered in a blanket with kitty. What kind of underoos? 
Uh, it was just tidy whities I mean, there wasn't... So no. there weren't real underoos? No, what did you do, draw an S on your t-shirt and call yourself Superman? Well, listen, you did what you had to do. Well, in Grass mm-hmm. Creek, you make your own underoos. <laughs> you say you do, you do. So, that is low class. Well, it was, uh, you speak for yourself, uh, yeah. the animal. Uh, <laughs> I was Green Lantern, and, and if you look close, I think it's my first or second grade school picture. There's a definite green t-shirt under my snap-up oh. cowboy-looking shirt. Green Lantern <laughs> under the clothes. Just waiting to just bust out. Well, yeah, out. you never know. Bust and, out. And, well, the buttons, you pull those off, next thing you know, you're Green Lantern. Absolutely. I mean, my pants. A I'm, I'm just, sure. I'm <laughs> sure my pants were pulled away right to my Green Lantern underpants. It was like a third grade girl in distress. <laughs> yeah, I saved her. Go back. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Tangents so you're, so you're cuddling a cat. I'm cuddling the cat. I'm always sneaking cats in the house. Well, late one night, obviously it wasn't a Saturday, late one night, I am in bed. I shared a room with my older brother, Wade. On the top bunk, I was on the bottom bunk. I am just about ready to fall asleep, Dave. And our bedroom door's open, hall light is on, and there, waddling into the door, Mama Kitty. Now, yeah, I mean, your question is... The she's question pregnant. Is, she's pregnant, but it was also her name. We just called her Mama Kitty. We called Kitty. her Mama Kitty. She, was, like, she must she have been pregnant a lot. Pregnant. She's always pregnant. Oh, we had more cats is. running around, which what is a, a problem because, like, when you live on a farm and you can't have cats in the house, Mama Kitty is having those cats, like, in the combine, in the haystack, oh, under the shed. She sounds skanky. But she was. And I, could never, I spent probably 90% of my childhood looking for kittens. His mom and kitty would just have them. She's so selfish. She was, yeah, that's rude. I'm having this talk now and I hate that cat. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I love your mom and kitty up in heaven. Um, but anyway, so she waddles into the doorway and I don't question it. I have no idea how she got in the house, but I'm not going to raise any red flags. I'm just thrilled that she's there. Call her your way. I, I call her. I'm like, here, kitty, 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 kitty. I lean over, you know, outside off the bed and I scoop up a considerable, I mean, I, it was almost like a heft. Yeah. I hefted mama kitty up. She's heavy laden. She is heavy laden, great with kitten. Probably dilated to a nine. Yes, hundred percent One hundred percent faced. I mean, but I didn't know that then. I just had Mama Kitty in my house, and I picked her up, and I put her in my arms, and this is like a Norman Rockwellian photo, and we drifted off to a peaceful slumber. How old do you think you were at the time? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm guessing fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm between six and seven. Okay. Because what happened next is disturbing, but I wasn't old enough to realize how disturbing it was. So I'm obviously uh, drifting off. Deep in slumber. sweet dreams. Yeah. My mom and kitty just nizzles right up to my face. And I don't know how much time had passed, but my parents were still awake, thank goodness. I woke up to mom and kitty having birthed, is that a word? Yeah. Birthed yeah. her entire litter of kittens. There were probably seven or eight oh at my least. Gosh. They don't come out cleaned up. <laughs> Well, they don't. I mean, so I had some work to do. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> but I wake up. Dave, just imagine the joy in my heart as I wake up. See, that's the difference between you and I. I wake I, up repulsed. Well, I was six. To the filth that has just emerged with these this litter of kittens. You You're know. like, come here, little guy. Yeah, come here. Let, let me, me nurse you into, into life. Let me, let me help you get those eyes opened with a... With with a lick here and a lick there. No, I mean... Here, lick, there, lick, everywhere, lick, lick. What was going through my mind is I knew right where these kittens were. I mean, I just saved probably two weeks of my life not having to look for these kittens. I knew where they were. I was thrilled. Was it gross? Of course it was gross, but I didn't know it then. No, you're sick. I didn't know it then, Dave. So I'm overjoyed. And I'm like, Mom, Dad! 
dad. You know, and of course, they're thinking that I'm asleep. To this day, Dave, I can, I can see my mom. I mean, I could hear her running to our bedroom and I can see her silhouette. She was just framed in the door and she takes just a minute to kind of take in the You got to process the carnage. Oh, sure. I mean, it, I'm like, that's a bloodbath. And my mom was like, what? what? She's like, how did the cat get in the house? What is happening in the bed? That's on you. I mean, it was, but she's like, I'm never going to get those sheets clean. No, you burn them. Yeah, but my mom was a good lady. I tell you what, she was wonderful. So she's just like, "Uh, David, she called the dad and uh, he got a box. The dad. You mean your dad, not the dad of those kids. Well, I think I said, (laughs) (laughs) David, come get your kids. (laughs) Well, as we all know, those Tomcats are nothing but filthy, filthy trouble. Exactly. That Tomcat, he was on the next train out of town. Yeah, he was. I don't hear him. So, so, so my dad, David, my dad, he came, he, he put all the kittens in the box and, uh, did you ever see him again? Well, of course I did, but I had to beg my mom. I said, mom, please just one night only let these kittens stay in the bathroom, in the box. Cause I like, if we take them outside, she's going to move them. She'll move and them. And you'll and never, never see them again. Them. I'll never see those kittens again. And so my mom relented and I was so grateful for that, but I can still, my mom, she's like, okay. Oh, Jason, uh, get in the tub. And, of course, she found some some clean sheets, and uh, I hope there was a mattress protector. I don't know. I hope so. We're going to think that there was. I'd like to think there was because I didn't get a new mattress. No, you didn't. (laughs) We're just going to get some hay bales. But, yeah. (laughs) That's all you get. Yeah, so, I mean, that's all I did have. I mean, obviously, my my kitten experience was, was a little bit... And my animal experience was a little different than yours growing up. Yeah. So when you went looking for, you say you had to look for kittens all the time? All the time. When you found them, then what? That's a fair question. Nine out of 10 times, by the time I found those kittens, they were, you know, they were Expired? Feral. Oh, fair. Oh, no, no. Expired. Sorry. I don't know. What do I know? What do I know? I'm not searching for cats all over. I'm searching for these feral kitties and they'll bite you. So you so, leave them alone? Well, no, no, you don't leave them alone. You, you set up a series of complex traps. Think of like a milk crate with like a stick and a string Doesn't tied to so it. Doesn't seem so complex, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not rocket science. Well, I mean, I learned this from Looney Tunes. Yeah. Put a little piece of, maybe like a little bit of, you know, a little cat food, maybe a little tuna little fish nip. or something in there. Yeah, a little something, something. I'm allergic to tuna, but whatever. Cats aren't. Sneak them in there, pull the string, the cat is trapped. I've got my big old leather welding gloves on, taming these cats. I mean, most of my childhood was spent making a feral cat tame. Mama Kitty herself was a wild feral animal when I got her. Next thing you know, she's cuddling with you on your bed, having babies. Having babies in my bosom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. Well, uh, good grief. Don't you? It seems like you got a lot of cat stories. I do. I got a lot of cat stories. I think, I think in the interest of time, Dave, we better wrap this up. We really should. It's, again, going back to the bedroom of my sisters and I, mm-hmm. going to sleep at 7 p.m. We'd like to do is paint a nice picture for our listeners. I don't know why there was a flock of peacocks. Just down the road from my house. We used to go to bed at night to the sound of peacocks. What do they do? They caw? I don't know. Like, Do you know the sound like, of a peacock? I do, but you're, you're talking Providence. Providence. Like, are you sure you weren't raised in grass <laughs> Yeah. The, I, I went to sleep at night to the sound of peacocks. I don't know what they do. I don't know. They do like a dove, like the sound of like coo. It was, it's, it's loud though. Like, I mean, they weren't more than half a mile away. Was it pleasant to sleep too? Well, now that I'm thinking back on it, it wasn't terrible. But I'd like our listeners as we mm. fade off into the night now to pretend you're listening to a bunch of peacocks <laughs> singing you to sleep. Until next episode, folks, that's Dave Simmons and Jason Kimber. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Thanks again, folks, for listening to another episode of the Small Towns Podcast. We're pretty sure we've changed your life for the better. If not, well, we'll try again next time. 